Hello fellow teachers and welcome to the third episode of the short professional development series on making the classroom a safe place to learn. My name is Marta Stone and I am a second language teacher. In the first episode, I introduced Dr. Stephen Krashen's effective filter hypothesis and proposed the idea that in some ways it is an important concept and adaptable to any classroom, regardless of subject matter. In the second episode, we talked about ways to start class on the right foot with the affective filter in mind. So here we go with the idea of laughter. The following is from Reader's Digest Canada 2017. At the height of the plush backpack craze in the late 1990s, I was teaching at a public elementary school in Ottawa. Two students in my grade 5 class were obsessed with their Winnie the Pooh bags and never let them out of their sight. One day, I teased the girls about their packs, shaped like one of the whiniest heroes in children's literature. He's always complaining and is unwilling to put in the effort to change his situation, I said to them of the character who famously uttered, for I am a bear of very little brain and long words bother me. My students' response, which did little to boost this teacher's spirits, but madam, he is so cute. The next morning, determined to make my point, I brought a copy of Winnie the Pooh to class. Launching into the book, I adopted different voices and mannerisms for Winnie, Eeyore, Piglet, and company. I was enjoying myself so much that I began to laugh, which got the class giggling, which increased my mirth until tears streamed down my cheeks. The students and I struggled to regain control as best we could, wrapping up story time with grins on our faces. When those same students graduated a few years later, one of the kids wrote me a note that said, I'll always remember when you laughed so hard you cried. And that's my takeaway. When children see an adult enjoy herself that much, it means something. The, that story time was one of the most delightful moments of my career, thanks to one very querulous bear. Again, that was from Reader's Digest Canada, submitted by Alana Forrester. King Solomon, considered to be one of the wisest men to ever live, says that a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. And that's Proverbs 17:22. If this applies to the classroom, I for one would sure like to look for ways to keep my students and myself from anything that saps our strength. Dr. James Stanfield, a doctor of education and founder of the James Stanfield Company, a support resource for special education, has this to say about laughter. Quote, Abraham Maslow, a prominent psychologist, created his famed hierarchy. His theory claimed that if someone's basic needs were not met, they could not respond to their higher needs. If you've taught a kid that is struggling with issues in their home life, you'll recognize how important it is to meet a child's basic needs before they can learn. Beyond basic needs for food and water, our students need to feel safe, loved, and positive about themselves in the classroom. 
incorporating humor into the classroom assists in meeting all of these needs. Laughter helps us relax and can move us out of fight, flight, or freeze mode. Laughter helps us build our relationships, making the classroom a place where students feel loved and they feel they belong. When students get their needs met, they can learn at an astounding rate. Laughter is a powerful tool that aids in, the, in this process." End quote. There are a number of reasons that laughter is powerful in the classroom. Laughter is a stress relief. It's fun and it lightens the mood. It breaks down barriers, both the kind that sometimes exist between people and the mental ones that put roadblocks in the path to learning. Some evidence shows that we learn and remember things better when there is something funny, silly, or absurd associated with the learning process. An Edutopia article written by Sarah Henderson explains it this way, quote, A substantial body of research explains why we remember things that make us laugh, such as our favorite hilarious high school moment or the details of that funny movie we saw last weekend. Neuroscience research reveals that humor systematically activates the brain's dopamine reward system, and cognitive studies show that dopamine is important for both goal-oriented motivation and long-term memory, while educational research indicates that correctly used humor can be an effective intervention to improve retention in students from kindergarten through college, end quote. Some of incorporating laughter into the classroom is a matter of being willing to recognize moments when they occur and allowing a little space for them. When a student pops up with something humorous or we make a silly mistake while teaching, we can take a moment to let that lighten the mood rather than rushing past it. Considering the many differences in personalities, some people, including teachers of course, are more naturally funny, or at least more prone to laughter than others. But everyone can find ways to be intentional about including even a little bit of silliness into the rhythm of classroom life. Laughter is an easy tie-in to the previous episode on starting the class off in a positive way. Another Edutopia article, this one by Laura Davis, details some specific ideas, activities, and quick games that will naturally result in laughter. You can find the link to that in the show notes. Laughter is also often a natural part of what will be talked about in the next episode, Brain Breaks. So go ahead and have a good laugh with a friend. Watch a bit from your favorite comedian or ask your kids to tell you their favorite joke. Then take a few minutes to figure out some ways you can intentionally infuse some laughter into your classroom. In the show notes, you will find links to all the articles referenced in this episode, plus, as always, a professional development extension activity. Until next time, or as we say in Spanish, hasta luego.